welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. It's another day, another Group Dates and Hot Takes podcast, and we have finally made it to the one-month mark, the halfway point of the Nashville season, and Christy, are you any more optimistic than you were at the beginning about these couples' success? Well, definitely not. I mean, it's been a long month for some of these people. I would potentially argue all of them. Even though things are going a bit better for Chris and Nicole, still, there's been ups and downs and struggles all around. And, of course, everyone knows moment of silence for dom and mac the first to leave a week and a half into the process so let's talk about the episode yes where should we start at the very beginning (laughs) do you remember the first thing that happened uh if i remember correctly it was kirsten Kirsten. okay yeah kirsten oh poor kirsten She's at the spa, and I guess with a friend. This was kind of confusing for me because she is basically complaining about Shaq not giving her much attention, but to me it kind of seems like she has been pushing him away a lot of the time. So now she wants attention, but it's like, how can you be like upset based on how you treated him this whole time yes i i i see your point there i think that they both work against each other most of the time and just they've just they've never been able to get on the same page and so she's a little bit slow to kind of open up and wasn't a huge fan of his look and he took that personally and he has a lot of stuff going on and is super independent and they just keep circling 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 with no no actual common ground that's strong enough to pull them together instead of repulse them yeah their timing is just they keep missing each other yeah because she wants that that cuddle time that that like particularly that quality time but he doesn't seem to understand or like what she would refer to as quality time and so i know even their quality time definitions are like opposites Mm -hmm. which i don't think i thought was possible but it is so which again i i I am going to, they, they're both very strong members of their destruction, but I think that Shaq really does need to do some stepping up because I feel like what she's been doing, at least what we've seen is maybe more, uh, not necessarily understandable, but like conscionable, like 
it seems like what she's doing is just like how she's operated where I get a little bit more of an impression that Shaq is kind of being sort of bullheaded and like carrying some of that hurt from the bald head attractiveness and like so he's just continuing forging ahead in his independence and like oh well she can get to the program I'm being patient I'm being patient I'm being patient where I don't know Hmm. I don't know how you feel about that I think I disagree a little bit (laughs) okay (laughs) tell just because just because of how she acted at the beginning like she like he's mentioned later on like she's been so guarded so now all of a sudden she's acting like she's unguarded but it still seems like she is but yet she's faulting him for not doing whatever she wants in terms of timing so i don't know right i i get i get what you're saying and i i would agree that it doesn't appear that she's really opened up all that month like all that much i'm i'm just saying i think that this like she's been on this course of being very guarded the whole time whereas he kind of was more optimistic at the very beginning and then got his feelings hurt and has kind of gone his own way yeah and so that of course has not helped her open up more and here we go they're going in a circle Mm mm-hmm well, uh, Nicole's dad finally gets to meet Chris again for a hopefully a happier round two of of their conversation. It seems like it. He brought the dogs with him. Uh-huh, because as we have established previously, he's been helping do all of that juggling because of the apartment situation. Uh <laughs> I was just thinking back to the to the weddings where he was meeting with Chris uh, and talking about, well, like, I don't know, you could be a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad is an interesting character. Yeah, he was not a fan originally. Also, I was very surprised by some of the things he said to Chris, both, like, in person and in his, like, interview ITM. Mm-hmm. What, you mean saying that nicole is difficult yeah i said nicole is not easy <laughs> i mean props for honesty i guess but I, it just, <laughs> and also he told him not to lose his sense of self and in his interview he said chris needs big dick energy yeah that's an interesting thing to say to your son-in-law mm-hmm See, my opinion has always been, I hope that my parents lie about me positively to the people they (laughs) talk to about me. Uh, But failing that, yeah, that is a a bit of an interesting comment, especially, like, I know, and right, he was talking about, like, you know, he he needs to be more more alpha. Like, you don't have to be like, but like, you know, on the inside, where I don't know, I uh, I don't know if that's good advice necessarily. Like I know like where it's coming from because she is a very strong personality, but like she seems pretty happy with his big D energy. Well, that based is on true. what she said on the <laughs> after party. Uh, 
I didn't have to teach him anything. Looks like Chris knows what he's doing. He, shall we say, performed excellently. <laughs> I don't remember what she actually said, but it was it was it was a pretty glowing review, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. It is interesting that everybody who knows Nicole keeps warning Chris not to <laughs> not to let her walk over him. Well, she's a very she's a very strong personality. Mm-hmm. So. I, I do I do get that. It's just, it's funny to me that everyone is like, really like, yeah, you got to watch out for Nicole. Yeah, like, <laughs> careful. Well, she has careful. quite a reputation. Uh, apparently. And we'll see, uh, we'll see as we continue the season how Chris continues to hold up with all of that energy she has and just the forceful personality and if he if it sort of wears on him or if he's able to cope well because so it's yeah it's not it's not like she's a, a horrible person she just is a very strong individual so he will have to counter that a little bit but i think that they could still do pretty well Next, we saw uh, Eris chatting with his friend Harold. Oh, always so sad. Like I am getting like really irritated with Eris as the season goes on. He, everything, every time he opens his mouth, it just gets worse and makes less and less sense to me. You mean where where everyone's like, "Oh, how's it going?" It's going. It's been going like <laughs> wow. That that's that's really the response you want to hear when you ask somebody how their marriage is going. I know it was so low energy and like dejected. So the friend asked him like, "What base are they on?" And he says they're in the parking lot. He doesn't even have his uniform on. Yeah, that's I, rough. Uh, yeah, I just also it's funny to me. Like, first of all, him talking about how he thinks he has to be honest, like, in his assessment, like, yeah, it's just, like, not going right. Which, in my opinion, maybe you don't have to be that honest. But the other part of it is just, like, he's saying, oh, I will have to be honest. But, like, I think perhaps that irritation, the kernel of an irritation that keeps just getting on your nerves is the fact that as far as we know, still, this is linked to the butt. And maybe, like, maybe it's not anymore, but as far as we know, this is a butt issue. I mean, that was the only tangible thing he said as right. to why, because otherwise he said she is an attractive person. Right, and now, like, there could be other, like, psychological stuff that's really contributing more, and, like, the butt was just the best way he knew how to describe it but i mean even with this friend he was talking about well yeah like sometimes you know it's like uh, yeah you like all the attraction is not there but like you know you just like laughing together all the time or like he he used like two or three examples and he's like yeah i got none of that yeah he wanted swag which i guess jasmine doesn't have enough swag for him and she's not funny enough she doesn't dress fly 
yeah, it was all these like categories of like, yeah, if if I had one of these categories, like I could overlook uh, look the lack of attraction, but I don't have anything. It's just what do you not see the person in front of you? I don't understand. I, it it makes no sense. So I'm I, I really I need more information. I need to know like. What is actually I mean, going on with I, this man? I think he just, at the end of the day, wanted a thicker woman. Based on the examples he gave of, like, Serena Williams and a couple other celebrities, that's, he wanted, that's what he wanted. I just. But once again, if you're that picky, you shouldn't be on the show. Right. And what's, like, literally everybody who's had a problem, it's like, these people don't want the thick people. And then the people who don't have the thick people want the thick people. The people who have the thick people don't want the thick people. And it's all this, like, thick, not thick. And I just, I, I don't understand what the big deal is. I, I don't know. Some of these people probably need to swap spouses based on what we're hearing. <laughs> well, I mean, I, didn't, uh, well, this may not be related to the thickness. Um, I was just saying the little teaser we got uh, mac talking about like sliding into gina's dms or oh something. yeah that's, uh, that's interesting who knows what that's about but yeah he, he continues to be incredibly frustrating he's like this is a this is a woman she's who, pretty who, who, like who, who's pretty but not, not like not even that right like because that's great sure she's pretty but like this is a woman who actually wants to be in a marriage with you Who's, who's like trying. trying to be in a marriage with you. And you're just being stubborn. Yeah, you're just like, eh, I don't know if it's good, I don't know if it's good enough. She's like, I want to sleep with you. Especially for someone who's supposedly a sexual person. Yeah, he's just, uh, he's all inside out. His brain is all over the place. And I don't know how he's going to fix that, to be perfectly honest with you. So let's talk mm -hmm. about something less depressing. What did you think of the comedy bus tour that Clinton, Gina, Nicole, and Chris double dated on? <laughs> well, first of all, so so gracious of Nicole and Chris to invite Clinton, Gina along with them. Uh, the other thing was uh, just I didn't know what to make of it because it was allegedly a comedy bus, but. They were also the only people on it. It was six people. It was the bus driver, this like kind of strange southern lady, and then the two couples. I mean, they probably just rented it out for the just them. Oh, absolutely. Well, you don't want to, you don't want to have to deal with randos there. But yeah, I guess the, the the general idea I would imagine is you just drive around Nashville, and the person's like, "Oh, look at this cracking jokes," They're talking about I... like. Uh, sexual organs and all sorts of crude things but it just as you were going to say and as you said last night i mean it just wasn't my vibe <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day this would not have been entertaining for me i was expecting like stand-up comedy but that's not what it was it was just like oh here's some redneck words uh-huh yeah Seems this is this is more charitable than what you said last night. <laughs> that was the the R-rated version of, of <laughs> Christie's displeasure with this. But 
ultimately, right, the whole point of the bus was to get them to a bar so that they could do shots. Yeah, all kinds of, like, weird combos, food combos. Yeah, they were, like, they were they were southern shots. You know, you had apple pie and caramel or caramel, yeah. something like that. Yeah, peanut, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Hmm. I don't yeah. know how good those were, but... We learn later Clint had his fair share of them. <laughs> uh, not surprised. You know, he's, you know, elderly people tend to drink a little <laughs> bit more. No, he's not elderly. He's perfectly middle-aged. Uh, what do you think of Wayne, the bartender? Oh, I was going to say, who's Wayne? But <laughs> Well, you... I mean, he had some good advice, I guess. Wayne's my favorite character of this season. He said, um, honesty is important. Holding it in doesn't help anything. True. True, but also pretty basic. I mean, he's not a marriage (laughs) expert. (laughs) He's a bartender. Well, he he has been married for six years, so surely he has a a few deeper nuggets but i guess we just don't get that do we so sad um man what did you think of the name changing conversation here at the bar well i was pleased to see that this went better than i forget who that was but there was a oh there was lindy last season with miguel and that whole nightmare so nicole said right now not comfortable enough i mean it's only been a month but after decision day she'd be open to changing it which is perfectly reasonable yeah i think i think what they were mentioning was like if we're still married a year later i would do it yeah that's what gina that's what gina seemed to seem to be saying so what's your what's your opinion of that I mean, I would for sure wait till after. <laughs> I would wait actually until like you've made it through the whole airing of the show. <laughs> As in now you've been living for a while. Because look what happened with Lindy and Miguel. I don't know if she ever did it, but they didn't end up lasting. Correct. Look, I, I personally, I am all for waiting until 12 months after the show because yeah it is a massive pain and it really is let's let's just (laughs) let's just be perfectly brutally depressingly honest here just recent odds of success long term are not in the toilet not good so why go through all that pain and suffering to immediately have to Go back to all those agencies and all those banks and all those airlines and redo it a second time. In fact, maybe two years is a good <laughs> length of time. Yeah, if, if we make it a decade, I will change my name. <laughs> but until then, no, I don't think so. Uh, the other thing, talk to me about, about Clint. Clint and children. You remember that? Um, not totally. 
Clint was just very adamant that if he and Gina have kids, they will have his last name. And which, of course, like Nicole is a true romantic at heart. She's like, oh, and and he's like, yeah, I mean, Gina might be a world class woman. I mean, I feel like that's pretty normal. The guy would want his kids to have his last name. Mm-hmm. It's just funny to me how he phrases things. Like, yeah, I, I want them to have my last name because, you know, Gina might be a world-class woman. Might be. What is that? What does that mean? I'm just missing that. I just, that she could be incredibly wonderful, I guess. So they, you know, he she's got to be associated with him if that's the case. I don't know. He's just always like, I mean, look, this is the man who referred to deep emotional intimacy as crusty. <laughs> okay. I don't think you can. Crusty little bits. Yeah. I don't think you can expect, you know, Shakespeare. No. <laughs> but there you go. So we saw Ares and Jasmine in a rage room. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about rage rooms. For for those of us who are less familiar with rage rooms, what is a rage room? I mean, basically you just get to smash a bunch of stuff wearing eye protection. So this is just, it's just a, a hobby, a fun thing to do, smash stuff. Yeah, I mean, it looks kind of fun. They just put you in a in a room with like a bunch of plates and cinder blocks and sledgehammers and stuff i guess yeah i mean not much to it but they had they had a good time my my personal observation there is that jasmine really needed that rage room like with how eris has been acting this whole season and i mean she basically said as much in her in her interviews there like you know it was good to it was good to get some of that out because <laughs> he has been mega frustrating. Very, very mega frustrating. So they have all reached the officially one month. The four. Yes. Have well. all reached. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris has a surprise for Nicole. He pulls out this flying helicopter, like remote controlled. I just, so... Didn't he refer to it as a like a big surprise? Yes. Well, the surprise was what the helicopter represented, I guess. Right. I just no. I'm I'm not saying like the RC helicopter being big. Just like maybe I'm just a sad individual. But like, is a helicopter ride like is that a big surprise? I think. Or is it? So. Just, I think so. Is it just big in the context of? what might be expected for the one month anniversary on, on Merit at First Sight? Or do you think, think both? Well, maybe not totally in the context of the show, since the show, I'm sure, is the one who did all the legwork on that. No. But in general, I think if a husband says to his wife, oh, we're going on a helicopter ride, like that's a big deal. Okay. So so, it, so it, if, if someone was like, hey, Christy, Surprise! We're going on a helicopter. You would be big surprised. Yes, not <laughs> not 
pleased, but. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. So please go back to describing the scene. I, I apologize for the detail. Well, that was, that was pretty much it. I mean, the helicopter it was, came with a note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which so he had the little mini RC helicopter, and he's like, "Hey, babe, come look at this." And she's like, okay, "Okay," and he like very awkwardly flies to like land it at the note that he had on the other side of the couch. Just did not seem like a very proficient RC pilot, <laughs> but I she, mean, she loved it. Chris is not the smoothest person, but it it did the job. She loved it. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. She is enthusiastic. We see Shaq and Kirsten roller skating. Another yeah. another fun activity. Mm-hmm. I uh, just got the whole roller rink to themselves. Yep. Don't want to deal with randos. Mm-hmm. Kirsten's actually pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good Shaq, Shaq was impressed. I mean, we 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 saw the footage. She was all like twirling around and like dancing seductively backwards and all this stuff. Like, that's pretty impressive to me because I am real awkward on on wheels. I mean, I, falling is a big risk for me. Oh, I'm sure you have never fallen while rollerblading. No, never. Uh huh. Yeah. So, how did you like this? transition from rollerblading around the rink to then just oh we are now having a nice dinner at a small table in the center of the rink i mean i thought it was funny they still have their skates on well how else are you gonna get to the table in the middle of the rink you can't go out there with your bare feet no (laughs) and uh so i'm sure that this went very well i mean what 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 could go wrong between these two Tell me everything. So, I just, like, once again, they are missing each other. Like, she wants him around more. He thinks he's being around enough for her. Um, She says she's letting her guard down. Shaq says, I don't see it. We're still in the same place. Like, just polar opposite ends of each topic. Kirsten says, we have a whole lifetime to get to know each other. Shaq says, we have a decision day. <laughs> like... Times of the essence. Yeah, which is which is true, obviously. I just, I don't know how helpful it ends up being to couples who focus so heavily on decision day. I mean, I can see that. Because it makes it seem very finite. Yeah, and I just, I don't, I just, I don't know if the the foundation of a relationship that you try to build for decision day would necessarily be what you'd build for a long-term relationship. Like, I obviously don't know by personal experience. It just seems like maybe if you're so focused on decision day, the relational things that you end up focusing on and really like, putting all of your time and effort into may end up being counterproductive because it's like, well, yeah, decision day is important, but it's like, it's just the first step. 
Yeah, I would probably guess that the people that have been successful on this show are more long-term focused. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you have to be, but like that's the whole, or supposed to be the point, right? Is that like decision day is is just sort of an off ramp, you know, a potential off ramp. It's a it's a valve where you can pop out of the process, but ideally it is supposed to be long-term. And so that's, that's just the first step to the process instead of, I mean, so many of these people, I've, I think that uh, uh, some of the people last season were very decision day focused and it ended up harming that how their relationship played out. Because it's like, decision day, decision day, decision day. And it's like, you harping on that. And I don't know how, how that's going to help anything. And Shaq just continues to not say the right things. And neither does she, apparently, because they just always end up unhappy and frustrated with each other. They need some experts. Yeah. they. I mean, they need... They need somebody to give them a little bit of a smack and be like, hey, actually talk to each other. Define your terms. Be clear. Say what you want. Like, because so much of their conversation, I feel like, has been more nebulous. It's been very vague. And how can that be helpful? And then we don't see all the footage, but... Uh, yeah. So Clint and Gina are on a mission to recreate their Jamaica honeymoon experience. So I, I hate to take another detour, but I just want to ask you this about Kirsten and Shaq. Like, at this point, are you pretty much just like, can you guys divorce already? I mean, that's the way it's looking. They've, it's just, they've looked shaky for weeks now. It's just so depressing. It's so depressing. There's, there's so there's very little energy or passion left. Right. And we keep talking about that. Like, it's neither positive nor negative. I mean, it's obviously trending in a negative direction because they continue not to be able to find each other. But, like, no fireworks in either direction. It's very depressing. Um, but, yeah, let's go to Jamaica again. Yeah, they drove over an hour to get to a waterfall. Mm -hmm, because uh, they are hoping that by simulating or creating a sort of mini replica of Jamaica, the honeymoon obviously, that they can continue to move forward in the positive direction they've been headed and just be amazing together so yeah that was the throwback to that long hike they went on in jamaica which that actually didn't go poorly if i remember correctly that specifically everything else went terribly but the hike itself <laughs> wasn't terrible um they went swimming at the falls they brought the doggo along uh Gina's feeling hopeful about their relationship. I mean, it, these these kids have really started to pull things together. 
Yeah, they seem to be getting along. Mm-hmm. So, I have another question for you. Do you believe it? Or is it all a ruse? A ruse? <laughs> yes, um... just to not make any waves and get to decision day. Or is this... Is this... Um, something they said later kind of made me think, okay, these two are kind of resigned to just have fun the rest of the time. I think I remember what, what you're talking about. Um, I mean, better to do that than to be like unhappy or nasty towards each other right but so so you do trend more in the direction of they've maybe given up on the marriage part of it or at least put it on the back burner okay thank you for your perspective i appreciate it so jasmine and iris are uh. having their one month dinner looking at wedding pics and um, they went to a barn. I don't know why they went to a barn, but they sat outside a barn. Jim. He admits he hasn't put forth effort every day. He, I guess it's been overwhelming how fast everything happened with the honeymoon and moving in. Yeah, well, it, it, particularly that was in his vows. I forget the wording, but something like, I will, I will put forth my best effort every day or something along those lines and so she asked him and he's like yeah no i have not <laughs> that's a no <laughs> yeah we can all see that yeah i just still he's gonna you know try to move forward and I just all this like i don't really buy it in terms of having any amount of confidence that he's actually going to try and that he hasn't just fully given up on this process. We finally see Nicole and Chris's helicopter ride, which they both loved. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was this was super fancy. They get to the airport. They get their glasses of champagne. They're all they, dressed up. Yeah, they're dressed up. Well, it's an anniversary thing. They bring their champagne with them on the helicopter. This was an actual one month, I feel like, anniversary thing. I don't think anybody else had quite the same level probably because they don't like each other very much but first of all <laughs> that is terrible that you would say such a thing i mean i i i look whatever the case may be with clint and gina whether they're resigned to just live out the rest of this process as friends enjoying their time or if they're really committed to actually trying to get things back in this relationship, I thought I thought that their their anniversary stuff was pretty solid. Yeah, I would I would agree. Like maybe a little corny, perhaps, but I I liked. All I'm trying to say is I liked theirs as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean they had like all the Jamaica decorations. Mm -hmm, they had yes. some oxtail. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did get get that um you know they they uh de they decorated the the apartment with the palm trees and the pineapples right pineapples mm -hmm. um you uh you fan of oxtail 
I've never had it. No, you have. Or did you refuse to eat it? I don't think I ate it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So disappointing. (laughs) Are you surprised? It's, 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 It's tasty, okay? Uh, they had a bit of a weird conversational detour into discussing eating Hank that the apocalypse. That was so strange. <laughs> I know, what are you guys doing? I, I think that just kind of flowed naturally out of the fact that, I guess, since he's so adventurous, Clint has eaten a wide range of different creatures. And so he was asking gina if she had ever tried camel which her response to that was you know sometimes when when you're talking to me it makes me want to stop eating <laughs> i know she said when i when i eat with you i yeah. want to stop that's that's interesting because well, i guess he like he talks about stuff like this like weird gross stuff i i mean i i guess but that then of course segued into whether or not they would eat hank I, that's in the apocalypse. still a leap me like how do you talk about eating your pet that is some people some people eat dogs across the world it just it completely depends on that somewhat arbitrary line of where do you draw like where do you put that line of what is pet and what is food (laughs) i i suppose that's still weird though and if i'm hungry enough i will eat a dog so so back to jasmine and eris no what (laughs) (laughs) sorry i I didn't mean for that to come out so forcefully Uh, no i just i i just wanted to say uh as a last thing gina i'm sorry okay it's just tough for me to get back in that headspace sometimes um, but as a as a last thing there for for Clint and Gina, uh, whether or not they are actually legitimately trying to repair their marriage or not, it does seem like they do have some real admiration for each other now, just based on that conversation of uh, like Clint talking about uh, her salon and how like all the things that he he likes about that and her drive and how she like takes people under her wing and runs such a tight ship and all those things and kind of vice versa so is that just the we don't have to have the stress of being romantically attached anymore so we can actually see the other person for who they are instead of for their scandalous slender comments you know who knows but i thought that that was a nice moment yeah regardless i like them being on good terms yeah it's as as fun as the drama can be knowing that these are real people it's not always the most fun when you have like these couples that are just like i can't you stab stab and all this like chaos because like i mean we are all painfully aware of the Morgan and Ben situation. Oof. <laughs> so yeah, uh, speaking of people who hate each other, they don't hate each other, but they're not on the same page. 
Jasmine and Eris continuing their super romantic date of the barn. They have moved 25 feet across the lawn and are now at a different seating place for actual dinner, I guess. There's a lot of like discussion about wanting to reset or recharge, mm-hmm. make changes. Did you uh do you appreciate how Eris suggested a toast and then he couldn't come up with something I know. to actually toast? <laughs> There's not much there, to be honest. No. Like uh, a toast to our Yeah, crap, I got nothing. <laughs> this has been a real tough month. <laughs> Like cheers just, to a rough month. I know. Like I, I don't know. I feel like he should have at least been able to come up with like, cheers to a better second month or like something. <laughs> but no, just more awkwardness. So he tells her he wants to wait until after decision day to have sex. If he did it now, it would increase her emotional attachment. And he has had enough meaningless sex. This seemed kind of hurtful to me. Is is he implying that having sex with her would be meaningless? And he doesn't want her to be emotionally attached to him? So, if I were her, I feel like I would be hurt. Uh, I'm sure he didn't mean it to be hurtful, but... I, I sort of read it as he's so in his head with his like weird views of how this whole thing should go sexually and all of his hangups that like I think he can't separate like sex before and sex like He's trying to separate it, but he really isn't. So he's like, oh, like, I've just had all these situationships and one-night stands and everything, and it was all meaningless and everything. But, like, you have a chance for, if, like, that's what you actually believe, to do things differently because you are married to this woman. And the whole point of this process is to be emotionally attached to each other and to (laughs) build a a life together and a relationship and i think at the end of the day it comes down to again he's not attracted to her and he knows like she wants to get physical with him and she wants this marriage to work and he's been just keeping her at arm's length forever so sad this yeah, it seems a little bit hopeless at the I just, moment. I just don't know why she, she doesn't just divorce him. Like he clearly wants nothing to do with you, despite yeah, she's still holding out hope. Despite but. all of your good qualities and your commitment to the process, he is just not with it. Nope. <sighs> we also see Kristen Nicole watching their wedding video. And she is pretty fixated on mm. her quote-unquote bad makeup, which I think we heard maybe on After Party or something that one of her bridesmaids like spilled champagne or something like all over her face right before she was supposed to go down the aisle. And so they had to redo it. 
Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that could be part of why she wasn't happy with it. I'm sure. I will. I'm going to expose you here. Well, you, we were watching this. <laughs> you said that you agreed with her that it looked awful. So the issue was <laughs> like the, I guess, false eyelashes or whatever were like tall enough that the black part of that like sort of melded with her eyebrows. Like they went up far enough. So it looked like this just black kind of bar going across well, it on both sides. Yeah. As, as you mentioned, it was a, a rush job, but also, like... Like, she hasn't looked like that since, so obviously something went a little wrong there. Right, but I guess what I'm saying as well is, like, he had no clue. Oh, yeah, like, Chris was any, like, you looked beautiful anytime, that day. Anytime he looks at any of those photos or sees the videos, I'm sure he does not even notice that. No, I doubt it. Like, so. yeah, he's like worried that she's bringing herself down and being too critical. Mm -hmm. Which she is. Definitely. Yeah. Stop it. Okay. Learn to enjoy these things. Okay. Though I, I can't really say anything. I hate every single picture of me that's ever been taken. <laughs> so I understand. Like, I understand. I've, I've very much related to her moment of like showing the picture to the video camera and being like this is awful how dare you send this to us this brings up terrible memories for me send a better picture i related to that very much but again you can't really fixate on that stuff so how did you think that he actually handled that as we've talked about the well you can't let her step all over you and the strong reaction she can have to stuff do you think that he handled her reaction well there do you think that she even was able to hear him or or did it not go well i mean i don't think it caused any like issues i think he was just like a little irritated by it which like that's that's not bad right i i just mean in terms of how you think that like that attempt on his part to like re like divert her attention to the positive i mean some of what he said was in the itm though not to her so i don't know how much he actually said in the moment other than like you look beautiful like it's not like a big deal or whatever okay well, i don't think he said a ton to her well i guess it remains to be seen how well he is able to uh corral her um, there into more positive headspace. So it's time for all the couples to hang out. And a lot of this revolved around mm. Jasmine and Eris and then Kirsten and Shaq. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they are the problem people. <laughs> I mean, you get, the, of course, the, oblig the obligatory party bus on the way to dinner, uh, which... <laughs> Uh, it was pretty funny when Gina was like, yeah, Clint was born in 77. <laughs> Which, that's not even that much. It's not that older. far off. It was only four <laughs> years before he was actually born anyways. Uh, but I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, and then we kind of just went to dinner. It's like, oh, here's a quick moment of 
Clint and Gina, yeah, we're bonding. We're on the right trajectory. And it's like, sadness. The rest of this will be sadness. Yeah, Nicole had a lot to say well, she during this does. dinner. But she said that she's getting good vibes from Jasmine and Eris. I was like, well, where are you seeing? I, I, mean, I don't think that that was a legitimate. Like, I think that Nicole is very invested in the process of married at first sight and like we saw with her intervention for dom and mac i think she's very invested in all of the couples succeeding yeah uh as i'm gonna ask you about later with the after party um but i i just because she followed that up with oh don't disappoint me (laughs) (laughs) which is why i think like She's not getting any, like, there are no good vibes she's getting. She's just trying to prompt them to, like, find the good things in their relationship, I think. Well, Jasmine didn't have much on that front. She said she's attracted to him, but she's letting him take the lead. And if it doesn't grow, I have to accept it. Which was, like, such a downer, depressing outlook on the marriage. Do you blame her? No, that's accurate. Like... What else is she supposed to do? She can't make Eris become attracted to her. So that's about all she can do. Uh, For the five millionth time, like, everything I've seen, he does not want to be attracted to her. If he had any sort of, like, desire, in my mind at least, if he had any sort of, like, desire to get there, I feel like he could get there, but he's so, he's like roadblocked himself. And then he has the nerve to ask, is married sex different from single sex? And Nicole basically says, says yes and no. Yes, but also no. Like, I, I, I just, I thought that was really funny because she's like, so like, talking about like single sex and like the frequency and stuff and then she's like but then you get married and it's like well we're here forever so like we don't have to have sex all the time but like also we're having sex all the time (laughs) (laughs) so i feel like there wasn't really much insight there but like what are you gonna expect yeah i mean really that was kind of a weird question question to start with again i think he's just fishing for like any sort of justification or ras- like rationalization of his like compartmentalizing everything like oh i just did all this like freaky sex stuff like you know we still don't know how many orgies he's been to <laughs> and and he's like well i'm turning over a new leaf here and yada yada like you can't change what happened in the past you just got to live with what's going on in front of you and he's just not doing that and the conversation shifts to kirsten and shaquille which is way less awkward i mean not not (laughs) totally no no, it's not (laughs) if anything it was more awkward i think she asked kirsten is his bald head a turn on now because i guess she they've seen her like rubbing it but she said, no new basis for them. There's a little bit of connection. Shaq disagrees and said, well, I think the connection is there. 
And so there's a comment about it's a sore subject when making out comes up. So it's just really cringe and awkward at the table. Yeah, I don't know where Shaq is getting the chemistry being there from. Yeah, I don't see it. Unless there's stuff happening off camera that we're not seeing. So later on, they kind of have to debrief about the dinner convo and... He didn't like her little intimacy comment. So he's like, when we get in front of everyone else, I'm blindsided because I guess she's not telling him how she actually feels until they're in a group setting. Yeah, it it seems like it's very difficult for her to get over her emotional roadblock and actually... Put that stuff into the real world. Actually say it. Yeah, she said, if I don't tell you, you should ask me. Basically putting it all on him to get her to say stuff. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the most healthy dynamic. No. Exactly. Uh, That's not going to work long term. No. Then here's, the again, the repeated discussion about, oh, in the beginning you didn't want me to touch you, but now you want to, and it's always on your time, and that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, I mean, the common thread is that they both frustrate the crap out of each other. Yep, this is not working. It looks like next week Dr. Pepper will be arriving, so maybe she will have some insight for them. Yeah, and it seems, I mean... I, a couple snapshots seemed a little bit more positive, but I still struggle to fully believe that. Yeah, I guess we will see. Yeah, you just... You gotta be able to share stuff in a relationship. Even the painful stuff or the awkward stuff. Because uh, I, like... I'm just a big believer in the fact that things can be easier over time with practice. If you are the type of person who say is things is really difficult to share what's going on with you, you can practice that. Find somebody that you trust. Like hopefully, you know, the marriage is <laughs> is a place where trust exists. And you can practice that. You know, you don't have to immediately, well, this is my entire inner life, and here you go. But practice that over time. Give out those those things. Practice that stuff. I like I don't think they have the trust at the moment. Oh, I would absolutely agree. But it's like with, with Shaq, like you want all this stuff to happen. You're going to have to practice being around and not being around on your terms, being around on the terms of the couple, what works for the couple. Like you want to go out and shop for plants as your quality time, but she <laughs> needs something else for her quality time. So pursue that. Like there has to be that that practice and that give and take. And I, I'm not entirely surprised with this process that it's hard to find that trust and hard to do those practicing but there was a little more on after party yes i was gonna ask you about that 
Yeah, it's like once <laughs> again. Speaking of Nicole as well. Once again, we're not seeing everything that's happening, which we never can. But it's interesting when these little nuggets come out. So he's not privy to the things Kirsten is telling her friend. Like she's talking to everybody else, it Man, seems. But Morgan him. would not be happy about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Jasmine has heard from Kirsten that all Shaq has to do is put a candle on and put some R&B on. But she's not telling Shaq killed that. So how is he supposed to know? Yeah, uh, so was so remind me because we were like the notes. Obviously, he he knows about, but remind me in the context was that something that with the R and B and the candle was that something he learned at after party or was that something he was told by Jasmine specifically? He was told from well. I was just trying to Actually, I'm not sure. I was just trying to remember if he learned that in in after party or he learned that in their like That in, might have in, been at after moment. party. Because because the the notes were something that happened during yeah, apparently, that he knew about. Apparently Nicole is slipping notes under their door with relationship advice. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, like you should do this and that. It seems and the other a thing. little invasive. Uh yes, and so I'm not 100% sure if this is true or not. I, I mean, I, I imagine it, it likely is, but the idea that Shaq has is that, again, Kirsten is communicating with the other people, telling them what she wants and not him, and so she's been telling Nicole what she wants, and Nicole is putting it on the the notes and shoving them under the door. That just not the way things should be going. <laughs> no. Between husband and wife having this third party have to facilitate your needs. That's I, that's I, a bit much. I agree with that. Absolutely. It is not. But I will ask you should he just do that stuff? Like if he know like if he apparently knows that like this is stemming from what she is sharing with other people about what she actually needs do you think that he should just go with that for now and like i mean yeah that's all he has to offer that olive branch of like look you may be not like you, you may be not comfortable sharing this with me immediately in person but like that is an effort to connect, even if it's a strange, unorthodox, kind of bizarre way to to express that stuff. If that actually is coming in some form from her. I mean, I guess that's all he's got to work with. So I guess you could give it a try, but. Yeah, I mean, that that's my opinion is like, yeah, it's really freaking weird. It is like, let's just name it. <laughs> it's weird, but if that is, if that is coming from her, give it a try. Like, follow the because he was ta- he was like yeah like it was like a list of directions essentially. Like maybe give that a try and see 
how it goes. Maybe that will actually give her some confidence that as roundabout as it is, you are able to hear her. Because I feel like part of the problem, and I'm not trying to shift blame away from anybody here, but I feel like part of the problem could stem from the fact that, like myself, Shaq talks all the time. And as we established in the honeymoon, she feels talked at a lot of the time. And like he doesn't really hear her or take her seriously, perhaps. And so maybe this could be a way for him to hear her. Could be. But I think he's probably too stubborn to do that. And so their relationship continues to flounder. Because even if he could get the advice in time, he still wouldn't listen to me <laughs> and follow the, no, follow the notes. All been said and done. Mm -hmm. Yep, that was all for the episode. You don't have anything else from the after party? Any juicy, scandalous details for us? Nope. Okay. Well, it's always a fun time. Just dishing on all the juicy details from Married at First Sight with you. And uh, where can where can people see us? Got to put it at every episode. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Group Dates Podcast. Mm -hmm. All sorts of great little clips and findings from Married at First Sight, Bachelor, all of those things. And I'm going to ask you as the final thing I always do. Where's your optimacy? with these relationships is anyone going to survive nothing has changed once again still chris and nicole only okay i i am going to go with you this time and agree and say only them because there's more doubt in my mind now about whether clint and gina are actually trying to make the marriage work so I will, I will, I will agree with you for now. Hopefully this changes. Please, people, work your <laughs> stuff out. Talk to each other. Love each other. Get over the small butts and the big butts and just all of that. And let's, let's make these marriages work and last. 